This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst Kelvin Wong in Singapore. Good morning from London, Kelvin. How are you? Not too bad. Good morning to you, and good afternoon over at my end here. Let's start with the latest market news where you are, and uh, looking at Japan's markets, Quite significant for the Nikkei 225, which has reached a 33-year high. Yes, uh, so what we could see today was actually a very uh, positive uh, sentiment number out from Japan. Uh, this is actually coming out from the large manufacturer. So basically, we call it the Tankan Large Manufacturing Index. Basically, it's a survey of large manufacturers in Japan. So what we could see is that their sentiment has actually improved uh, significantly. So for the month of quarter two Q2, that means uh, end of Q2, uh, which is end of June, uh, they have recorded a reading of 5. Uh, that's an improvement from Q1 uh, level of 1 and above a consensus of 3. So that we could see over here is a step-up gradual increment of business sentiment in Japan that actually spill over to the broader stock market as we could see this morning in Asia time. So what we could see in Japan right now is uh, potentially is looking to retest its earlier mid-June high that was made earlier on this year, which is at around the 34k level. I can't remember uh, a time when uh, Japanese markets were so bullish. It's been a very, very long time since I could say that. Yes, yes. So uh, initially, we were t- talking about when will the sun of Japan rise again. So it seems to be it's rising on this horizon at this time in juncture. But what's interesting to see over here right now was actually the correlation with the dollar yen and the Nikkei 225. How, what does, how does this relation play out in the next couple of weeks? So that is something for traders and investors to ponder on, especially we actually head to this uh, around the middle of this month where BOJ will meet again. Because traditionally, we, start, we tend to have a weaker Japanese yen moving in direct tandem with a strong Nikkei 225. That's what we are seeing right now. So then the next step we're going to ask ourselves is what if uh, BOJ starts to take steps to actually normalize its dovish policy? So that will kind of actually strengthen the yen against the dollar. So will a stronger yen continue this uh, ongoing bullish trend in the Nikkei 225? So that is, I think, the next golden question or the golden, uh, we call it, uh, answer that most uh, traders and investors would like to ask. Uh, but that also definitely uh, boils down to also the global economic situation at this point in time. So if we do not start to see a very uh, steep, uh, I would say that a uh, hard landing in the global economy, uh, potentially the Nikkei 225 could actually continue its ascent. And uh, a bit of normalization in this ultra-weak uh, yen against the dollar could be a possibility to actually uh, maintain that this uh, ongoing bullish trend in the Nikkei 225. And looking ahead to the week to come, Kelvin, we've got some important numbers on Friday in Japan with the latest household spending data. Yes, yes, precisely. So uh, I'll touch on about this, about this household spending, because uh, if we, if uh, one of the reasons is because if you look at the uh, BOJ leadership, especially the governor, Yuda, he has been pretty hesitant to actually uh, give a kind of a concrete signal on the timing of policy normalization in the land in Japan. Uh, one of the reasons he cited was uh, lackluster uh, consumer household spending that could actually uh, be derailed if uh, BOJ were to normalize its policy too fast. 
and too 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 quickly. That means, i.e., we're talking about uh, a shift towards uh, ex firstly before talking about a removal of negative interest rate in Japan, they will actually widen the year curve control program of the 10-year Japanese yield. So uh, before doing anything, even on the year curve control, they are looking at they want to look at look look at more uh, pronounced recovery in one of the key metrics would be household consumer spending. So this uh, led me to actually why to actually explain why. Uh, household spending is pretty uh, important from a policy perspective. So uh, basically, a quick a quick run now is that what we are what market is expecting on a month on month basis for the month of May is uh, they do expect uh, an improvement in the household spending to actually improve to 0.5% month on month from a negative reading of 1.3% month on month recorded in April. Tomorrow got the latest from the RBA and their monetary policy announcement. Many were suspecting uh, a few weeks ago another 25 basis points uh, increase, but uh, many are now suggesting that is not going to happen. Yes, yes, uh, because if you look at uh, based on the RBA, uh, this this uh, futures uh, the ASX 30-day interbank cash rate futures pricing. So yes, it was about around two weeks ago uh, a pretty high chance of 53% chance for a 25 basis point high to bring the cash rate to 4.35%. But based on data right now as of today, uh, this odds has actually dropped down to slightly below. Uh, okay, I would say exactly at 19% now. 19% now. So one of the reasons why this lower odds uh, of 19% chance is actually due to last week. Uh, software than expected annualized monthly CPI data for May, which came in at 5.6%. Uh, that is versus 6.8% in April and below expectation uh, of 6.1%. So uh, that's actually uh, what you call it, uh, give rise to a lower odds of this 90% chance of a hike. But if you look at the current uh, market uh, price action right now of the Aussie dollar, that's, just, that's the Australia dollar versus the USD, it seems to me that there is a bit of recovery of this Aussie dollar right now uh, from last week low of uh, this uh, 65.95. So it's very rally now up close uh, to about uh, 50, 60 pips or so there about at 66.56. Uh, one technical level that I'm actually watching right now ahead of the RBA meeting will be this 20-day uh, moving average, which is capping uh, Aussie dollar bulls at a resistance around 66.90. So, uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, as we know that uh, there could be uh, surprises in RBA, which actually uh, the, the the central bank caught the market off guard about two weeks ago, where they actually uh, pushed to actually high rates instead of uh, staying pat. So, uh, this is the, uh, this is one of the key uh, resistance level to watch out for against the Aussie dollar will be at this 66.90 level. I guess the most important thing that uh, economists and analysts will be looking out for will be on Friday, uh, Kelvin, with the latest jobs data, the non-farm payroll from the United States. I know they're expecting a much lower number of jobs uh, this time around at around about 225,000. But we'll be looking at that figure in terms of clues for a potential uh, further rate rises or indeed when the cut will start to happen. Yes, uh, precisely. So, uh, right right now, uh, we'll be talking about the non-farm payroll data that's out on uh, this Friday. Uh, so, we are, look, uh, we are looking at about 205k uh, increase in the jobs number. So, definitely uh, anything that's above, uh, significantly higher than 205k will actually increase. Uh, or, I would say that put in a way that uh, increase the odds of a rate hike in July. In July. 
and also another uh, increase before uh, 2023 ends. So I think uh, the increase of the rate high in July has more or less been priced or has done deal has been priced into the market. So based on the CME Fed Fund Watch 2 right now, which is the Fed Fund Futures, it's pricing a uh, 80% chance of a rate high. So more or less it's been priced in. I think what market is expecting right now is how the market will react uh, in 2024, that means when will be the 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 what you call it a more higher probability of the first interest rate cut that's being uh, that's going to be priced into the futures market. Because if you look at the current uh, set of futures pricing right now, the first rate cut is only expecting to come in around middle of 2024. So that has been uh, pretty much pushed forward into the later part of the year. So uh, if we start to see a very strong job number on uh, Friday in US in, in the US uh, non-farm payroll data, that means that actually indicates that uh, the Fed has a higher propensity to actually maintain rates at a longer period and for a higher level. So that could actually much push back the first interest rate cut much further uh, into the, the, uh, to the deeper half of uh, 2024. Should be very interesting to see what happens on Friday, Kelvin. And of course, we'll be talking to uh, your colleagues on Friday as soon as we know that number. Kelvin, thanks for joining us today. Have a very good week. Thank you. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.